This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. All right, bonus episode. I am talking with Aaron Cooper, who is the senior brand manager for Solomon North America. We are sharing all about a race that we're going to be a part of called Take the Bridge in Chicago next weekend on Friday, October 6th, Chicago Marathon weekend. Really, really excited about this race. This is a race. It's an urban style race, and it's essentially teams of two. You run together. You pick a team name, and when you sign up, you both type in that name so you'll get matched. It takes place in the West Loop neighborhood. The final address is to be determined, but it's getting announced soon. You check in for the race at 5.30, between 5.30 and 6.30. The race starts at 7. It's from 7 to 8. You run approximately four-ish miles, give or take. It's like an urban navigation thing. Super fun. And then there's an after party from 8 to 10. This is all presented by Solomon. And it's just an amazing concept. So to learn more, I encourage you to go follow Take the Bridge on Instagram. It's just Take the Bridge. And guess what? I'm giving away an entry. So if you're going to be in Chicago for Marathon Weekend, you definitely want to check that out. Follow me on Instagram, lindsayhine626, because we're going to be giving away an entry over there. In this episode of the podcast, Aaron shares about take the bridge and what Solomon's involvement is. But we also get to hear a little bit about Aaron's life and working as the senior brand manager for Solomon North America. Uh, Aaron has two young kids. She's running her second marathon in Chicago this year, going for a PR, which would be, I think she says anything faster than a 324. We talk about super shoes in this episode because Solomon has a new super shoe. The super shoe that S-Lab Phantoms 2, which is the super shoe that Maggie Montoya wears, will be out very, very soon. Aaron is wearing them for Chicago, which is exciting. I'm excited, actually. I just tried the Aero Glide by Solomon. I did the I did a treadmill workout and wore them, and they kind of, they're super cush. Like, they kind of reminded me of the Hoka Mach 4. I really, really liked them. And I told Aaron, we didn't get to go into too much much depth on her personal story. And I'm like, we have to have you back on post Chicago to hear how the race went. So we're going to have Aaron back on in a more in-depth conversation after Chicago, because that's going to be super fun. Um, also, if you are in Chicago, I will for sure be at the expo on the main stage on Thursday at 4 PM, moderating a panel of past champions. So that's going to be super fun. Dina Castor will be one of those past champions. There's a group of six, I believe. I will also be on the main stage on Saturday at 3 p.m. Uh, talking with BioFreeze. That's one of the big sponsors at Chicago. And I will be moderating a conversation with BioFreeze as well. So those are the two for sure times I will be at the expo. 4 p.m. Thursday, 3 p.m. Saturday. And then if you want to come hang out with me, you should come to the Take the Bridge Run because I'm not running the race, but I'm going to be there hanging out before, during, and um, at the after party. So uh, follow Take the Bridge on Instagram to be filled in on the exact location. It is in the West Loop neighborhood, though. Uh, All right, friends. 
please enjoy my conversation with Aaron Cooper. All right. Well, today on the podcast, we have Erin Cooper with Solomon. She is the senior brand manager for Solomon North America. And I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Erin. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Okay. I remember the first time we met. Do you remember? Maybe. Was it in Boston? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the only time we've actually ever met in person. I think so. And I kind we of- We were at like a run store. I, do you even know what store we were at? No, but I think I just like fangirled and came up and was like, I, I follow you. Yeah, I forget. But we had a common connection though. Like there was somebody that we're both friends with. Yes. Yes. Blake Roebuck. Oh, yes. From Indiana. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what it was. That was so random. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I hail from Ohio originally. So uh. got those Midwest connections. Well, we're going to have to send this episode to Blake. We will for sure. Um, okay, so I want to hear about how long you've been with Solomon and what you do for them. Uh, my favorite topic. I have been with Solomon for four and a half years. I joined uh, April of 2019, moved here, moved to Utah here, which is where our, our North America headquarters is. We're like 45 minutes north of Salt Lake City. Um, I moved here in 2019 from Boston. And, um, so big, big life transition. Our daughter at the time was only 10 months old and four and a half years later, we've got another kid and just, yeah, really settled in here. But, um, I oversee brand marketing for North America for everything that's in our running and hiking division. So apparel, footwear, gear, um, our global headquarters is in Annecy, France. So I work really, really closely with all the teams over there and take everything that we kind of do on a global marketing level and bring it down to North America. Do you get to go to France often? I do. In fact, I will be going to France uh, middle of October. Nice. Yeah. Not, so not, a bad, not a bad work trip to take. Um, okay. Where do I go from here? <laughs> okay. Let's talk about the move first. Did you guys also renovate your house? <laughs> Yeah, we moved. Yes, we we bought a house sight unseen when we moved to Utah and uh, renovated it. My husband renovated it. And a month or maybe it was a month and a half after we moved here, I was starting a new job. We had a 10 month old renovating a house and then found out we were pregnant with our second. No. (laughs) So and that was 2019. Uh, like yeah, April, May, June when we, when we got out here. So, um, fast forward nine months from there, January of 2020, and we had our second and still within like the first year, you know, learning the job and learning a whole new company and business. And, um, so the four and a half years have flown by. (laughs) And, um, hello pandemic too, right after your second baby. Yeah. I was on maternity leave, uh, right when the pandemic was happening and our, our, you know, the daycare shut down. And so we had two under two at home. Uh, and then I came back from maternity leave two weeks before our company sales meeting that, um, that may, and it was just, it was chaos. I think I was working maybe 30 minutes a day cause that's all I could get done with, uh, yeah. almost two year old and a four month old. No, those are, have to be the hardest ages to have at home during, yeah. during that time. I mean, it's, that's, that's insane. I know I look back and I'm like, Sandy was only 18 months when the pandemic started, which feels crazy now because he's five, but um, man, wild times. Mm -hmm. And also you were in a new place away from family. So yeah, like how lonely? 
super well lonely and not lonely because you're <laughs> you're in a house with your never alone kids. never alone um but yeah it was really really hard for us and we ended up actually uh, my mother-in-law and my mother both live in the same in our hometown in ohio five miles away from each other and of course we're across <laughs> the country um, yeah. in the middle of the pandemic we ended up at different times flying them both out mm. basically in a hazmat suit to just help us because we were we were just drowning um through yeah. it and um but, you know, now just looking back, like we have such a great community here and I just, I really love, um, I love the East Coast. I love Boston, but I really, I really love where we are here. Yeah. I feel like for us here in Raleigh, it took like 18 months mm-hmm. to feel settled. And I've heard other people say it takes around three years, which I'm like, dang, that's a big chunk of time. Did you, how long yeah. do you feel like it took you to settle in where you're at? I feel like this is honestly the first year that we're feeling pretty settled. And part of yeah. that too is um, Harriet, my oldest, she just started kindergarten. So I think that when you like mm-hmm. have it wrapped around, I mean, they've been in daycare, but when it's more now socialized around the school age, maybe you guys feel that too. Like you just, you oh, need for more sure. families and kids and she's doing ballet and things like that are just like organically making us feel a little bit more rooted, I guess. I for sure feel like that. I think that the reason it was quicker for me to plug in here is because of the ages of my kids, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because I had three kids, two kids in elementary school, two in preschool. And it was like, I didn't have babies that I was like constantly tending to. So I felt like I could like mm-hmm. plug into the parents. So, I mean, that is all situational for sure. Like where you are, what stage of life you're in, it can be so much easier. Yeah. I will say a huge part of us like making the decision to move here uh, was my boss. Uh, she's still my boss. She's wonderful. Jenny Taylor, she's our VP of marketing here in North America. And she has two young kids. Um, and we live now only like five miles away from her. Um, and she's really good at like facilitating that community vibe, especially with kids. And yeah, so that was that was yeah, so great to have that kind of uh, maybe a little weird if it's like your boss and your coworkers that you're friends with. But it's a pretty tight knit family here. So yeah, for that. that's so good. Um, Solomon has to be super excited. I mean, it's not like, it's not like what Courtney just did. Courtney DeWalter just did was like crazy surprising. Like she's been dominating for so long, but y'all have to be so excited. So, I mean, so excited. It, what's so funny. I ended up going out to um, Western States in June, oh, kind, of on a, kind of on a whim. I was actually supposed to be in France. That trip got um, changed a little bit. And I already had my mother-in-law out in town. So I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Western States. I think Courtney <laughs> might do something pretty big there. YOLO. And she didn't know I was uh, I was going to be there. And she sent me a text like, oh, my gosh, you're going to you're here. And I was like, yeah, I'm here to, you know, cheer you on. And her reply back was like, I hope I can see you after the race. Let's get a beer. And she was like, I'll, I'll try to finish as fast as I can. <laughs> I'm sure, sure you will, Courtney. Um, yeah, we're thrilled. I mean, her trajectory has just been incredible in the sport. And what I really love is when I joined in 2019, if you were to say her name, I think for sure in the trail community, you know, people knew who she was, but outside of that, particularly in like the road running community, wasn't quite as well known and nor were like a lot of the big um, trail running events. And now you look at it and it's like, so many people are getting out on trails, the just the notoriety of Western states and UTMB and all those races are getting bigger and bigger. And she is for sure a household name at this point, you know, she's oh, been for sure. in New York Times. And um, so I think that's very exciting for us is just all the hard work she's been putting in for years and really having that recognition. And 
um, she's just a wonderful human being. So we feel, I think, really honored as a brand to like have someone like that representing us. I know. I'm like, you might have the coolest athlete like ever on your team. Did you also have nachos with your beer after the race? We did not. We did not. But there was a sales meeting. I had her um, come to, I think this was May of 2022. And I don't know if you've ever seen the show Hot Ones. Where they eat hot wings. It's a it's a YouTube show. They eat hot wings and um, interview you know celebrities, and the wings get increasingly hotter as they just go through questions. Um, so I brought her up on stage at our sales meeting with our global president, and we did a, a rendition of Hot Ones with her. Uh, oh, that's so good. That's so so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Well, we're going to talk about. Uh, take the bridge that we're doing together in Chicago, or I'm going to be a part of that with you. Um, But I know y'all are sending me like Solomon gear and I'm like, do I get the Courtney shorts and can I pull them off? Uh, Yes. And yes, I honestly think anyone (laughs) can pull them off. That's been such a fun project to work on with her and just get her feedback. And that actually was born um, out of a, we did like a live uh, Instagram thing with her a couple years ago with our product line manager at the time and um, with our head of PR and people in the chats were, they're the ones that really came up with the, I mean, she's been wearing long and seams forever, but people started saying like, we need the Courtney shorts. And then it kind of came out. Someone was like court shorts and someone was like short knees. And that's <laughs> honestly how it was like born that afterwards we were all like, hmm, maybe we should bring that to the market, to the people. Um, so yes, you can definitely get those and you definitely will be able to pull them off. And we're, uh, what she actually wore at UTMB is a sneak peek of the collection for spring 24 that's going to come out, um, next spring. So definitely not going away. We're going to have more, more fun colors in that collection with her. So are they, are they live now? Like people can go buy them right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. yeah. They launched in um, April this past, this past year. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I just always wonder, and I never talk, like, you know, I recently ish had Courtney on the podcast and like after Western States before hard rock and UTMB. And, um, I think, you know, the first time I ever had her on the show, I asked her about the shorts, but, and I think that's what everybody has to ask her about the first time they ever interview her. But Mm -hmm. I still do wonder like, how can that be comfortable? It's her, it's her vibe. I think she's just found a way to, yeah, it's, it works with her and is comfortable with her and maybe it's different, you know, we're so, uh, me particularly, like I'm so used to wearing short, shorts, slit shorts, tight shorts. Yeah. But I'm also not out there doing a hundred mile race. So That's it's right. just a different, a different vibe. Yeah. I'm like, I think my max amount of time, let's see. I one time paced somebody in a marathon. It took us four forty five to run the whole thing. That's the longest I've ever been running. So totally. That's a great point. One more Solomon thing I want to hit before we talk about take the bridge is you guys have a new super shoe and I, Maggie Montoya has been wearing it. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. And I'm kicking myself cause I'm sitting in a different office and I should have brought it on to show you. Um, yes, we have a shoe called the S lab phantasm two that is days away from going live, um, on our site, October 1st, it'll be live. And, um, if you're not familiar with Solomon, the S lab, like, nomenclature is the little tag that we typically do for any of our range of products that is a collaboration between athletes and our product team. So it's just really innovated by feedback from the athlete team. And and this, you see this a ton in our different sport categories, trail running. We have a ton of S lab stuff with apparel and hydration gear and shoes. 
Um, and we've had an S-Lab road racing shoe, but this is really our true uh, super shoe. This is the second iteration of it. And it was really worked in collaboration with Maggie and some of our other global road athletes. Um, and she's been racing in it since... I think it, about a year now. So it's been definitely tested. Um, she ran it at Chicago last year, running a 228. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really, really excited to finally have it come to market and it's getting a lot of PR buzz and just can't wait to get it out there. Yeah. T can you talk about the super shoe situation a little bit? Because after like, now that everybody's kind of coming up to speed, I remember I had a conversation with like with Ben Rosario and Steph Bruce talking about like the frustrations being like a, an athlete with a brand that like they just weren't up to speed with the the Nikes. And now since then, like even Des has talked about it in her book and we've talked about it on Relay with Kara Goucher. And so I'm curious as a brand who's like getting more invested in the road racing scene as well as the trail scene. Um, just like how you all feel about that. Feel about particularly just having the product or getting it up. Yeah. yeah just like getting up to speed and, and having it out and, and like testing yeah. it and making it the best it can be. And I mean, it's like, it's years in the making, right? I mean, Nike came out years. with that shoe so long ago. Years in the making. And I would say for us, like we were, you know, kind of the OG trail brand. So like that, that side of things is nothing new for us. But when we think about road riding in my background and the, the previous brands I've worked at, um, before coming to Solomon, that was really one of the things that drew me to the brand. Cause you know, you can see so far in advance because it takes so long. So I knew this mm -hmm. was coming even in 2019, but it takes such a long time to kind of develop, um, the foams and how do you make it? So it's not just like a copycat product, but there is also a standard out there. Um, and we, in the U S the first athlete we ended up signing was Noah Drotti, um, mm in mm -hmm. 2021 and then we signed Maggie the following year and that was a big part of the conversation is how do you even um, enter into the, the the game of road running if you don't have a product out there that you feel really confident that elite athletes are going to be able to toe the line and perform their best and I think for a long time we knew we had fantastic product but we really just didn't have that issue yet that was going to support them in those competitive races so that they could perform their best um, so it was kind of like a chicken or the egg. Like we knew we were going there, but we really had to wait until we had it. What we were really happy with or lucky with, I would say, is that when we were in talks with Noah, um, he's sample size. So it allowed us a lot of freedom to be able to get him some of these early prototypes before we were even kind of opening oh, nice. up, up molds and like different sizes. But it's super important. And I think um, you can't really be in the game unless you have a product that's able to be up there with the competition. For sure. What's like your um, neutral road shoe? Like if someone just needs a neutral shoe on the roads? Great, great question. We have a great shoe out there called the Aero Glide that I've been doing all, I'm actually running Chicago and I've been doing all of my training in it. Um, max cushion, just a really great neutral, neutral option out there for you. And then will you race Chicago in the super shoe? I will. Yes. I actually messaged our um, product line manager in France to ask him because the other thing about super shoes is that scientifically me as a 325, 24 marathoner, I'm not actually, I don't have a fast enough cadence to actually really benefit from mm. the super shoe. Like it, it really would be more beneficial for the sub three hour mar marathoners. Um, 
But at this point, you know, my ne my next option is just something else that's in our, our range. It's a great, a great shoe for us. And so I even posed it to our product line manager and I was like, which one should I run in? And he encouraged me to go with the, with the S-Lab Phantasm 2, the super shoe. Um, but I think that's a predicament that a lot of people are in. You know, a lot of us are in that sure. three to four hour marathon range. So they're a little sneak peek. There is something, there's something coming from us next spring. Oh, okay. Like something in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I love that. I know because I literally never have put a super shoe on my foot ever. I tried to stuff my feet into my friend Michelle's Nike super. I don't know. Va Vaporfly maybe. I don't know what it was. One of the two. And um, she's like a size smaller than me. And I, I like literally couldn't even stuff my foot in there. Um, but I've never I've never put one on. And I'll tell you what, when I ran New York City last fall, I ran around a three. I ran three thirty seven. I'm going to tell you, I was in the middle of a sea of super shoes on that Queensboro bridge. I just looked around and I was like, am I the only one in normal shoes here? Yeah. It's an interesting topic because like as a runner, no matter where you're at, you want to progress, right? Like I, right. I, we, you know, you're a leader, whatever. We're all running 26.2 miles. And to, if you go into like a running store and you have this goal, you want to qualify for Boston or you want to have a PR it's a little bit like degrading if you're like, you know, everyone's telling me the super shoe is like the best shoe out there, but I'm not fast enough. So I have to uh -huh. get something else. So I think a lot of people just go for it. Um, like I will be doing for Chicago. Yeah, Maybe it'll be a little bit of like a placebo effect. I mean, there's for sure benefits that I will get from it. Like the, the weight of it, the recovery, the, foam, the carbon plate, like all of that for sure. Um, but there really there is this kind of gap in the market right now of how do you address kind of the the tuning of a shoe to provide the benefits of like the propulsion and the speed and the in the cushion, but more appropriately for the cadence and like the time on your feet is a lot different if you're at three thirty than you're at two thirty. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm kind of super paranoid about just getting injured in a super shoe, honestly. Like something going wrong. Mm -hmm. I remember the one time I tore my plantar fascia. I was wearing Saucony Canvara's and I was doing like a treadmill workout and I had been dealing with plantar fasciitis for, fasciitis for a while, but I literally felt it happen and I was like, I'm never wearing the Canvara's again. <laughs> so I'm a little bit scared to not just wear plain old shoes, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that was the brand I came from before, which is also how we knew each other previously. Okay, <laughs> I thought you might have been with Saucony because I did yeah. that Saucony 26 Strong project yep. back in... Gosh, Lewis was a baby, so it was like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. it's so crazy. That was a cool program, though. We should do that again. Let's get Solomon to do that, something I, like that. I'm, yeah, I've, I have those nuggets in there. That was the that was a height of the a fun time to be a part of that brand. And, yeah. Oh, for sure. That was super, super fun, and I felt super fortunate to be on that team. The only thing was, though, that torn plantar fascia is why I couldn't run the marathon with the girl I trained. That's right. And it was Blake's. Girlfriend yeah. and her goal, I'm just going to like brag on myself and her for just a second. Her goal was to break four hours in Chicago and she ran 359.59. I am not kidding. <laughs> you honestly like, can't, yeah, you can't get any better than that. I don't know how she pulled it off and I, and I couldn't run it with her. I was just kind of like bopping around the course, but, um, she just executed that race so perfectly. I was so proud of her. That's so great. So this is a good segue. Speaking of Boston or speaking of Chicago, uh, I'm going to be in Chicago uh, doing some panels on the main on the main stage at the expo. 
and you're going to be in Chicago with Solomon and we're going to team up and do something together. So tell us Mm -hmm. about Take the Bridge, the Take the Bridge race. And you said Darcy Budworth is the race director. Yeah, Take the Bridge. If you're not familiar of it, uh, you guys can check it out. Uh, The handle on Instagram is literally at Take the Bridge. Um, So this is a unsanctioned road race format that Darcy created. I think she's at about 10 10 years now. Um, She's originally from New York City and kind of created this as like an alternative to just like a group run or like your traditional 5K. Um, And basically what the format is, uh, whatever city she goes to, she'll host this um, event that starts on a bridge and it is a checkpoint style race. So runners will know roughly the mileage they're going to do, but there's no set course and they don't know the checkpoints until they come on race day. And they ask all the runners to come usually about an hour before to check in and get their bib. And once they're there, there's QR codes they can start scanning to see where the checkpoints are. And every race differs a little bit. Sometimes you have to hit them in a certain order. Sometimes you can do them in whatever order that you want. Um, But that's basically it, you know, other than just being safe and being aware of your surroundings out there. But they, they set off the race and runners kind of scurry throughout the city and go across the bridges and get to the checkpoints. And the first first one back wins. Um, and I first heard about this, I think was particularly during like the pandemic time I started seeing this because that was such a great opportunity for people to kind of get together that had that like itch to race. Um, and then a mutual friend put us in contact. And for me, for marketing for Solomon, as we have like more and more road products coming out, I was really interested in finding a way that we could connect with communities in like a more intimate way. You know, we're not, we're not a massive brand in the road running space that we're able to come in and kind of sponsor big five K's or big road races. And I knew that for us, particularly when there's so many brands out there and so many great products, the really, the way that we'll kind of have like incremental gains is by having those, um, kind of one-on-one interactions and really exposing Mm. people to the brand. And I was just so drawn as a runner to what Darcy was doing that this seemed like a really great natural fit of like, we can support her financially to kind of help put these races on. And then in return, we're able to show up with demo shoes or whatever it is, um, outfit some of the teams and get people exposed to the brand a little bit more. And it just has been such a great format for us. I think this is like our 10th take the bridge that we've done with her um, since last fall. And it's actually going to be our last one of the year this year. But we really knew we wanted to come to Chicago, not just because I'm running and I was already going to be there, but uh, (laughs) we wanted to come. And I don't think she's, I think she was in Chicago last year, but she really wanted to do an all women's race, Mm. um, which is a little bit different than her typical format. So it's a, it's an all women's race and it's done in teams of two. So that's something else that's a little bit unique about it is that um, you'll be running with your partner and, and finishing with your partner and we did a similar format in New York City in July, and it just like gives you chills to see the teams coming in and all the women finishing together. And just this like spirit of community is really what Darcy's all about. So I'm so excited to bring this to Chicago. Um, okay, because when I first heard about it, I was thinking it was like a relay team. So you're running with your teammate. Do you have a general idea of how the, the mileage just because I know you're like don't know exactly where you're going, but like so that you know, like. I'm fit enough to run eight miles or 15 yeah, miles. Totally. She typically keeps the route between four to six miles. So it's nothing okay. um, crazy long, but when registration goes live um, on the 27th and it'll have some of those more details, but then the whole kind of, um, I guess, spirit of it is when people show up for the race and they come early, that's that hour between when check-in opens and when the race starts is really your like planning period. And it definitely 
Oh, that's uh, stressful. I'm stressed. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I actually have never participated in it because I just, you know, I'm on the side cheering for it. But it is, it's it's intense to watch it. Um, and I think the team one is interesting because you can really collaborate with somebody. But we did one in um, Austin, Texas last December that Maggie Montoya actually did. And t- talk about taking someone out of their element. You've got a professional marathoner now hopping in just for kind of fun. But you're running <laughs> with your phone. It's at night. They always usually start right around um, dusk. And yeah, you're, you're trying to navigate through the city. And if you're not from that city in particular, it can be extra, um, we'll say fun, but challenging (laughs) to kind of know it, but, uh, a great way to see the city and also just kind of a fun, uh, community event. I have vibes of like when I was in high school chemistry class and I just hoped I got the partner that knew what they were doing and I could just like be along for the ride. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she will have, um, and a lot of people in New York, we did it teams of four, uh, but for Chicago, knowing a lot of people are probably coming in for the marathon or maybe they're there to cheer someone on and they can kind of have a buddy to do it with. Um, there also is an option that if you want to participate, but you don't have a partner, you can sign up as, as a single and we'll match people together. Um, I love it. Experience. Yeah. It has, um, what's the show? My neighbors won this show, actually. The Great American, what is it? Amazing Race. The Amazing Race, (laughs) yes. Yeah. Um, It has Amazing Race vibes. Yes, yeah, not not, uh, other challenges, but there is like that orienteering kind of of vibe to it for sure. Yes, for sure. Okay, so if people want to register, registration opens the 27th Mm -hmm. of September. And where's that at? It'll be on Eventbrite. You can find all of that information if you follow them on Instagram. Okay. Um, they'll post uh, the links to all the registration. And it's and actually I, up now if you go there. Okay. It's just not live to, to start signing up. And I will obviously post that in our show notes as well. And I will be there. So if you're going to be in Chicago, um, do you have the location yet? Uh, that'll be announced on the 27th. It's going to be in the okay. West Loop neighborhood. Um, okay. TBD on the exact location right now, but it'll be likely starting and ending at the same location. There's always a really fun after party as well, where we just kind of get everybody together. We give away awards to the top three teams and fun. get to socialize. And um, it's it's fun because yes, it's a race, but because it's it's kind of all bets off at, at this, you know, it's not just about yeah. who's, who's the fastest. Um, so it's really totally. exciting to, to watch it in person and Darcy and her team of volunteers, I'll say the other big thing about her races is that, you know, she, she currently lives in LA, but she isn't ingrained in all these communities that she goes to. What she really relies on are the local running crews that really show up and help put together the route and help provide the volunteers. It takes so many volunteers. There's probably like 20 to 30 volunteers at each, um, take the bridge that she does. Cause she needs people at checkpoints to kind of be marking people bikers to make sure people are safe, camera follow people. So it really is this big community effort to kind of pull it off. Um, and it feels special because it's it's not, it's unsanctioned. So it's just kind of like this organic thing where everyone's coming together and pitching in and helping out. Oh, it's so fun. Okay. So friends, if you're in Chicago, that is where I will be Friday night. Aaron will be there Friday night and we're going to send everybody off and then also just hang out for the after party. It's going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, even obviously it's a women's race, but we encourage everybody to come out. Yeah, to come hang support out. Support and cheer and everyone goes out when the finishers come in and goes back out when all the last finishers come in and make it a really, really fun time. Okay, I feel like we have to have you back on for just like a real full conversation because we didn't, this is a shorter one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what are, you, what are your goals for Chicago? Like what do you want to run? What are you trying to run? This, uh, this is only my second marathon and I think I'm, it's like oh, really? a little bit, yeah, I did St. George last year. 
Um, and we were talking about this before we started recording, but I, you know, I have two young kids. It really last spring summer was kind of the first time that I was like, I think I could give this a go and like give it the proper training. Um, my Mm -hmm. kids were at the time two and a half and four and now they're yeah, three and a half and five. Um, so it's only my second marathon. So I'm very excited to do Chicago, my first world major, I would love to PR, of course. Uh, so when I ran last year, I ran 324.59. So if I run 324.58, I'll be very excited. A um, couple other goals in there as well. But really, I think my other thing is I just want to finish like feeling proud and feeling strong. I think everybody probably wants that in a in a marathon maybe, but it's going to be an exciting day out there. So just want to have a, have a really good time and enjoy the crowds. Yeah, and you're wearing the super shoes. So like... If you were like 324, whatever, like maybe it'll buy you that extra 15 seconds. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping. And it's (laughs) funny because Maggie is also racing. um, So I'm bummed I won't finish near her. I'll be about an hour hour behind. So I'll miss, I mean, it's a pretty stacked women's field in general. It's exciting. Yeah. uh, That's maybe my only bummer is I'm going to like miss the action of that. uh, But it should be really exciting. And then, you know, an hour later I'll come through. Well, I'll text you what she does because I'll be able to watch it. Great. Great. <laughs> you check your phone during your marathon. <laughs> uh, all right, Erin. Well, we will see you in Chicago. Great. I'm so excited to have you there. And hopefully we'll see a lot of viewer followers out as well. It's going to be a great time. All right, friends. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, Take the Bridge, for being a part of this podcast. I cannot wait to meet people at the Take the Bridge event and be a part of that. Again, go follow them on Instagram, Take the Bridge. The links to, I will put the links to sign up for that race. And also, um, we'll have the giveaway on my Instagram, lindsayhines626. That giveaway will go from... Monday evening, Monday, September 25th to Wednesday, September 27th. All right, friends, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll see you Friday with an episode with Jim Walmsley. Have a great day.